Good morning. It is Kale and Company live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com, 103.9 in the Capital Region, 101.9 in Manchester and beyond. And the signal that's been around for more than 77 years, 1450 on the AM dial and streaming around the world and around the clock at nhtalkradio.com. Kale and Company live presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Northeast Delta Dental has individual and family plans designed to fit your lifestyle. Learn more and find your plan at deltadentalcoversme.com. And uh, joining me on our monthly installment with the New Hampshire Insurance Department is the acting commissioner of the aforementioned department, DJ Betancourt. DJ, good morning to you. Good morning, my friend. How are you? I am uh, doing great. And uh, since last we spoke, uh, you've you've taken on some additional responsibilities. Yep. Commissioner Nicolopoulos has uh, left state service for the private sector, and we wish him the best. And um, I suspect that he's doing quite well in the private sector. He's a phenomenal person and a very intelligent guy. And so with his departure... Uh, the deputy commissioner steps into the acting commissioner role. And as I've, I've joked for the last couple of weeks, I've been acting up my entire life, and now I officially have the title. <laughs> oh, well, we know that to be true. Uh, that, that, <laughs> uh, that, that's for sure. It's like, it's, I guess it's like, uh, you know, when, when a manager gets fired, you know, and the, uh, the, the bench coach has to take over. Something like that's that. That's it. Yeah. That's it. And you're just hoping you can. You can do a good job and, and see what happens. Uh, absolutely, and I, I know you will. I have uh, no doubt about it, DJ. And, well, thank uh, you, my friend. The insurance department uh, recently uh, published a uh, consumer advisory and a webinar on storm preparedness. People tend to, you know, not think about their insurance very much until they need it. So, DJ, what should people keep in mind on the insurance front to stay ahead of of the storm and uh, the possible storm damage. Well, thank you, Ken. This is a really important topic. So as folks probably are aware, it's been a difficult past couple of weeks with regard to some flood events throughout large portions of our state. And I've been with the New Hampshire Insurance Department for a little over two and a half years. And the conversations that I've had with consumers over the past three weeks or so have been some of the most difficult that I've had here. Uh, I've heard from people who have had their home completely destroyed. Uh, I've heard from people who have thousands and thousands of dollars worth of damage, and they've called me and asked, what can my insurance carrier do to help me in this situation? And I've had to break the news to them that unless they have a separate flood insurance policy, they don't have coverage or a flood event. Most people think that their underlying homeowner's insurance covers them. That is not the case. And we know that less than 30% of people in New Hampshire have flood insurance. Now, for some folks, depending on where their home is located, if it's located within a floodplain, then the mortgage company has most likely required them to get flood insurance. And so we suspect that of that 30% or so, uh, those folks who were kind of pushed into it by their their mortgage carrier, uh, it makes up that number. So you've got a lot of people who don't have adequate coverage for storms and for floods. 
And I know that a lot of folks feel like, well, I've always, you know, I've always lived in a place where it's been high and dry. And as they've discovered over the past couple of weeks, they're not, they're not without risk. And the, our colleagues over at the New Hampshire Department of Environmental Services have, have identified the fact that flooding is New Hampshire's most common and costly natural disaster. So we're talking with uh, consumers about the importance of flood insurance, uh, where they can get it, and trying to put into context the biggest objection that I hear from people or hesitation, and that is cost. So we're walking through all of those things uh, for people who are interested in getting flood insurance, and I really do hope that that will be everyone. You really do have two options. The first is FEMA's National Flood Insurance Program. We call it the NFIP. Or you can go to the private insurance market. You know, and depending on where you live, depending on your circumstances, we encourage you to shop around because the pro- the premiums might be different uh, for you and more affordable for you. Um, so, so comparing and contrasting what NFIP can offer you to the private market is something that we encourage people to do. As always, we encourage people to make use of a local independent insurance agent who can walk you through that entire process. Uh, just because the National Flood Insurance Program is uh, funded in part by the federal government and kind of falls under the umbrella of FEMA, um, it can be bought uh, you know, through an independent agent. So you don't even have to interact with the federal government if you don't want to. And then the final thing that I would really highlight is, again, this hesitation over cost. So I did some research in Insurify who looks into these things, says that the average cost of flood insurance in New Hampshire is, is a little over $1,000 per year. And so what that breaks down to is about $92 a month. Now, if that price seems high, consider that FEMA has said that as little as one inch of flood water can cause up to $25,000 in damage in a home. And I think that it puts that $92 a month into some context. But the even more difficult and fundamental question to consider is, if your home was completely lost in a flood, would you have the financial resources to replace everything that you would lose? That's the fundamental question. And that's why we're really putting a lot of emphasis on educating consumers about flood insurance and its importance. And I'm sure, as you mentioned, most people are surprised to find out that uh, it, it is not covered in your, your basic homeowner's policy. That's correct. Yeah, That's correct. It is an exclusion in the policy. And, and to your point, Ken, and we've talked a lot about this um, in our conversations here, folks really, really, really need to take some time to read through their insurance policies. And I've, I've, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I get it. Nobody wants to think about when something bad might happen. And so they don't want to read their insurance policies. They know two things. They have insurance. They pay the premium, and the policy is in the safe uh, or the drawer with the rest of important papers. And then, unfortunately, that bad thing does happen, and now you're in a scramble. Now you're under stress. And you're trying to read through and understand a pretty complex document. So we really ask people to do a little bit of homework in advance. I know that nobody wants to think about what happens should there be damage to your home or if you wreck the car or if you get sick. But taking a little bit of time when you're not 
in a crisis to understand your policy, to identify areas that you want to have clarification on. And you can always come to the New Hampshire Insurance Department. We're happy to help uh, you understand what's in your policy. Again, if you use an independent uh, insurance agent, they can obviously help you. Uh, But doing that work up front is going to save you a lot of time and stress uh, should that unfortunate event happen. Yeah, it's like people in their uh, automobile, uh, uh, you know, auto manual that they get when they buy a new car. I mean, no, nobody, I, I think, refers to it until something goes wrong with that car. You know, I mean, they don't read the uh, the handbook uh, in advance and, and only and only reference it uh, when something has already taken place. And it's much like uh, insurance policies where uh, I I would I would I would say, DJ, that probably uh, less than than five percent of our population actually reads those uh, insurance policies, uh, you know, in advance of of any uh, impending disaster. I think that's true. I think that's true. And again, there's a there's a natural human nature uh, that factors into it. But look, we're, we're here as a resource. We can certainly help you. But it would be so much more advantageous for you to read that policy and understand that policy in advance. If for no other reason, then you want to make sure that you're adequately covered for all of the conceivable things that that could happen. Uh, Insurance, as our motto, uh, cites, is complex. And so, you know, just because you think you have coverage for certain things doesn't mean that you do. And you're going to want to understand what you're protected for and what you're not protected for and if you need that protection, how to go about getting And the website is floodsmart.gov, correct? www.floodsmart.com, F-L-O-O-D-S-M-A-R-T.gov. Uh, and that will give you some uh, terrific uh, information, National Flood Insurance Program. Uh, that, that is their website, details and agents uh, listed. And, uh, you know... Uh, you talked about like 30% of people in New Hampshire have flood insurance, but I'll, I'll, I would think, DJ, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, that uh, probably most of the 30% only have it because, it, because it's mandated by the, their mortgage carrier. That is our assumption. That is exactly right. As I mentioned, if your home is located within a floodplain, banks don't want to give you a mortgage unless they know that that asset, that investment that they're making in in giving you the money to purchase a home is going to be protected. So if you're in an area where there's a floodplain, they've most likely forced you to have to get it. And yes, we do believe that that makes up the large bulk of that 30% that do have flood coverage. Well, certainly uh, great information, DJ, and we will have more coming up. Have to take a quick break here. We are joined today by DJ Betancourt. He is the uh, de- de- the department uh, acting commissioner right now, and uh, DJ will join us for another segment here on WKXL and HTalkRadio.com. And if you have any questions regarding your insurance coverage, the New Hampshire Insurance Department's Consumer Services Division is here to help and you can contact them by emailing consumer services at ins.nh.gov or by calling 800-852-3416 and you can learn more at nh.gov slash insurance 
More with DJ Betancourt coming up right after these words. Kale and Company Live presented by Northeast Delta Dental. And we will be right back. Welcome back. Kale and Company Live right here on WKXL, NHTalkRadio.com, presented by Northeast Delta Dental. And our guest is the acting commissioner of the New Hampshire Insurance Department, DJ Betancourt, and uh, DJ talking about uh, flood insurance in the first segment of our program today. And, uh, you know, the the water levels are as high as they've been in, in a long time. Uh, both uh, in New Hampshire and in Vermont as well. Uh, have uh, you been monitoring the, the situation uh, both in New Hampshire and Vermont? Yes, indeed. We've been working with our partners at both the state and federal level to uh, keep an eye on things. Uh, I was at a conference um, for the National Association of Insurance Commissioners when Vermont really got hammered. And I was sitting next to the Vermont Insurance Commissioner and going through, and boy, some of those pictures were just unbelievable. Mm. Just really unbelievable. I mean, Montpelier, their state capital, was literally underwater. Uh, I'd never seen anything quite like that, and we're not out of the woods yet, uh, that's for sure, so people have to continue to be vigilant. And, you know, just to kind of wrap up the previous segment, you know, inherent in our live free or die culture is the reality that living in New Hampshire and really all of New, New, northern New England uh, carries a responsibility. And you have to consider the fact that you are your own first line of self-defense. And so it's incumbent upon all of us to take the appropriate time to work with your insurance company or your independent insurance agent to make sure that you have appropriate uh, flood insurance coverage. Well, no doubt about that, and I, I think uh, over the last uh, month or so, that uh, that has uh, certainly been the case, that those uh, with flood insurance are a lot better off today than those who uh, did not have it, and I'm, I'm sure uh, a lot of people will be getting it in the uh, not-too-distant future if they have not already. And again, a uh, great uh, website for that is www.floodsmart.com. Dot gov. So you'll want to check that out. Uh, DJ, let's switch gears a, a little bit right now and, and talk about, a little bit about pet insurance. Uh, what is it and uh, how does the market for pet insurance uh, look right now? It is growing very rapidly. Things have really exploded since the first pet insurance policy was sold in the early 80s. And for a little trivia for your listeners, the first Pet insurance policy issued was to Television's Lassie. Oh, really? Uh, wow. Yes, indeed, by the Veterinary Pet Insurance Company. Uh, they were one of the first to get into uh, this line of business. And uh, now we know that there are premiums for pet insurance that are in the billions. So things have really, um, have really grown for pet insurance. And I can tell you, I can understand why the Betancourt family added a new golden retriever puppy to our family last week Very and nice. as i'm watching these veterinary bills roll in <laughs> i can i can uh, really appreciate why pet insurance is a very a viable opportunity for a lot of people uh, those vet bills can get very expensive and i know a lot of people are like me they consider their pet to be a member of their family and would spare nearly uh, no expense to keep them happy and safe and and healthy. So uh, I think that's the reason why a lot of folks are turning uh, to pet insurance. 
And I'm very proud of the fact that last week, Governor Sununu signed a pet insurance law uh, here in New Hampshire. Our team worked incredibly hard on that, and it culminated, as I said last week, with the governor's signature. I'm very, very proud of our team. They did fantastic work in the legislature talking to legislators about the need for this. Uh, And it offers some basic consumer protections. Anybody who knows me and my particular approach to public policy knows I'm not the the heavy regulation kind of guy. I'm not known for over-regulating, but I do believe that we need some basic fundamental consumer protections to serve as rules of the road, if you will, for how this product is going to be marketed and sold in New Hampshire. And I'm very proud to say that this bill and this approach had the strong backing of the pet insurance industry. They want to have basic rules of the road. They want consumers to be able to have confidence uh, that what they are buying was sold to them in a fair and equitable manner, and that they're getting the benefit of the bargain that they think that they're entering into. So it was a wonderful collaboration between the members of, of our department, consumer advocacy uh, groups, and pet insurance uh, companies as well. And so some of those basic consumer protections that I'm talking about that are, that are in the bill that was signed are consistent, reliable definitions. It's hard to get everybody on the same page if all of the companies are using different definitions uh, for uh, certain provisions within the policy. So we've said, look, you know, we need to have some consistent basic definitions so everybody understands what we're talking about as these uh, contracts are being written. We've also said that there should be a 15-day, what we call free look period, which is to say that a consumer has 15 days after purchasing the policy uh, to change their mind and return the policy and, and get their money back if they discover that this isn't for them. Uh, we've injected transparency into uh, into New Hampshire laws and pertains to pet insurance, uh, which is to say that the companies need to be very clear about what the exclusions are in these policies so that people know that things like pre-existing conditions, hereditary disorders, uh, congenital abnormalities or disorders or a chronic condition are probably going to be excluded in that policy. But if not, they need to be transparent that it's in the policy versus not in the policy. Uh, And we're also focusing on ensuring that those who are going to go out and sell these policies to the public have the appropriate level of professionalism. So there are some training requirements and licensing requirements uh, that are part of this as well to make sure that we're reining in any bad actors who would try to deceive the public into purchasing a policy uh, that may not be beneficial to them uh, or may not have the um, protections in it that they think they're getting. Do most uh, insurance companies carry uh, pet insurance, DJ? There are some that specialize exclusively in pet insurance, uh, and then there are some that I suspect are, are, are watching the growth yeah. of this uh, of, of, of popularity of this product and, and may want to uh, to get into it. Well, I would, I, I would I would imagine that the, there are some people within the sound of our voices right now, DJ, that probably spend uh, more on the health of their pets than they do on the health of themselves. 
<laughs> I, I can I can neither confirm nor deny that I may be one of those people. Yeah, and I'm sure there are a lot of them uh, out there uh, who are in that, that category. So it, it amplifies the need for uh, pet insurance, and, and very happy to hear that uh, the governor did sign that uh, legislation into law uh, recently. And so uh, what, what are the next steps for a legislation like this? Well, we're going to work hard to make sure that it's implemented correctly. You know, now that we have a law in place, there's a whole bunch of work that now has to go into effect to make sure that we're getting the word out to those individuals in the industry that are not as familiar with the new provisions and new protections as as some others might be. Um, So we'll do some education around that. Uh, We'll have to go through, I suspect, some some rulemaking uh, to make sure that the provisions within the law are uh, implemented smoothly and that we fill in any gaps. It's, it's very difficult uh, to write the perfect bill. Uh, being in the legislature for a number of years and in a previous life, I can tell you that you can work really, really hard on a piece of legislation and, and you can think that you've got it right where it needs to be, that you've covered every conceivable uh, situation that may arise, and then you discover that you've missed something. And so the rules-making process at the state level allows us to go and smooth out some of those rough edges. That's a public process. It involves the legislature, just as uh, passage of the bill did. Uh, So we have that accountability and oversight to make sure that we're doing it right. So we're just going to put a lot of our focus and and attention on making sure that we're uh, implementing the bill correctly. Well, it's been a... uh very enlightening uh, segment, uh, DJ. We really appreciate you being with us today. DJ Betancourt, who is the uh, acting commissioner of the uh, New Hampshire Insurance Department. And uh, DJ, next time, I want you to come back and uh, wear a different hat and we'll, we'll talk a little baseball. I can't wait. <laughs> DJ, thanks so much. We, we appreciate it. And uh, we've been learning so much more about uh, the, uh, you know, the work of the insurance department over the last several months. And we want to thank you and everyone there uh, for that opportunity. It's, it's really been eye-opening. Well, thank you, my friend. It's always a pleasure, and we appreciate you very much. All right. Thanks so much, DJ. And again, if you have any questions regarding your insurance coverage, the New Hampshire Insurance Department's Consumer Services Division is here to help you out. And uh, you can contact them by emailing consumerservices at ins.nh.gov or calling 800-852-3416. And you can learn more at nh.gov slash insurance. And again, our thanks to the acting commissioner, D.J. Betancourt, of the New Hampshire Insurance Department. We'll take a break. Kale & Company continues right here on WKXL and nhtalkradio.com. We will be right back. Welcome back. It is Kale & Company live right here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. We are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. And Northeast Delta Dental has individual and family plans designed to fit your lifestyle. Learn more and find your plan at deltadentalcoversme.com. I'll tell you what, I don't know how many of you uh, set your alarms for 3 a.m. this morning. Let's see a show of hands. Yeah, not too many. 
Uh, but, uh, of course, it was uh, the United States women's national team going at it in the World Cup against Portugal. And for a split second, it looked like the Americans who entered the World Cup as title favorites were going to be sent packing their bags and going home relatively early in the tournament. As it wound up, the U.S. women's national team tied with Portugal. I guess they say it nil-nil, zero-zero, nothing-nothing, whatever way you slice it. And it sends the uh, United States uh, women's national team to the knockout round with uh, not a very good feeling. Uh, They couldn't find a goal against the Portuguese despite all their promises last week about making simple fixes in order to look dominant on the world stage once again. So in the 91st minute, in extra time, as it were, in, in the soccer parlance, Portuguese forward Anna Capetta laced a shot past the American goalkeeper, Alyssa Nair, in the 91st minute, and everyone who had been awake since 3 a.m. lost their breath for a moment as the shot hit the post. It hit the post. As they say in hockey parlance, the goalie's best friend, the post. If that had not hit the post and had it gone into the back of the net, the heavily favored Americans would have been going home. So fortunately, it did hit the post. Portugal and the USA wound up in a nil-nil tie. So, the United States women's national team finishes second in Group E, just the second time that the team has ever been a group runner-up. And now they're going to face the winner of Group G, likely Sweden, at 5 a.m. Another early morning for you folks at 5 a.m. Eastern Time on Sunday. The U.S. is number one in FIFA's ranking. Sweden is number three. So the national women's team lives to play another day. But they have to beat Sweden on Sunday at 5 a.m. A little bit later, and it's the weekend, you know. Fewer people uh, have to go to work, so at any rate. 6 o'clock tonight, Major League Baseball trading deadline. And according to The Athletic, the biggest fish re- fish remaining out there in, uh, you know, in terms of a possibility of a trade is New York Mets starter Justin Verlander. Mets have already traded Max Scherzer to the Texas Rangers, and now Justin Verlander is kind of up in the air right now. The Verlander holds all the power because he has a no-trade clause. So if he doesn't want to go to where the Mets you know, want to trade him, he doesn't have to. Now, while the Dodgers 
This is information from The Athletic now. Are likely the best trade partner assets-wise. Houston remains in play because of his connection there. And Ken Rosenthal of The Athletic writes, a very respected baseball writer, if Verlander wants to be an Astro by the deadline, he will be an Astro. So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, The Red Sox have have, uh, been a little bit active before the trading deadline, but a lot of the big deals come down just hours or even sometimes minutes before the uh, deadline will be here at 6 o'clock Eastern time. So there you go. If you're listening to us uh, during the 7 o'clock rebroadcast of the show, you will already know, if you care, uh, if the Red Sox were involved in any major dealings, one of the names being dangled out there right now is Alex Verdugo, player the Red Sox acquired a few seasons back in the uh, Mookie Betts deal when they traded Mookie to the Dodgers in the most heartbreaking trade I've ever experienced as a Red Sox fan. I wanted to, I think every Red Sox fan wanted to see uh, Mookie Betts in a Red Sox uniform for his entire career, but it wasn't to be the case. And they got the return of Alex Verdugo, Connor Wong, and Jeter Downs, who I don't even know if Jeter Downs is even in baseball anymore. Uh, but Alex Verdugo has had a although slumping of late, but a a productive season as a member of the Red Sox. And uh, Connor Wong has been doing the bulk of the catching of late for the Red Sox and has been doing an outstanding job behind the plate, as you would expect him to do, and throwing out base runners, and has been hitting uh, pretty well. Uh, So Connor Wong and Alex Verdugo uh, came from the Dodgers in that Mookie Betts deal, uh, Jeter Downs was of no use whatsoever, but they did get, uh, you know, two decent players. Certainly, you know, uh, not to, you know, not not the not to compare them at all to to Mookie Betts, but they got two decent players. Mookie's a superstar, and uh, I think we would all prefer seeing uh, Mookie Betts in a Red Sox uniform to this day, but uh, it wasn't to be the case anyway. Red Sox will uh, perhaps uh, try to add to uh, their pitching staff before 6 o'clock tonight. Although, quite honestly, the pitching has uh, Nick Pavetta uh, pitched pretty well uh, last night for the Red Sox in a losing cause. He went seven innings, and then uh, it was a close game. He kept him in the ball game. Red Sox wound up losing in a late-night game, 6-2 to two to uh, Seattle last night. Same two teams will play tonight in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, ESPN, by the way, has parted ways with longtime analyst Mark Jackson. Sources have confirmed to The uh, Athletic, and that paves the way for Doris Burke. Doris Burke, who was a, a terrific a basketball analyst. She is going to join former Celtics and 76ers head coach Doc Rivers, and uh, they will be teaming with Mike Breen, who uh, was the only member of uh, ESPN and ABC's top broadcast basketball team. 
to be retained by the network. Mike Breen, Doris Burke, and Doc Rivers will be your trio next year for NBA basketball on ABC slash ESPN. So there you go. I actually worked a women's basketball doubleheader years ago with Doris Burke when no one know no one knew at the time who Doris Burke was uh, outside of a, a few you know uh, basketball types but now she has become a, a superstar of the airwaves and I I worked with her uh, way back way uh, way back when in a women's uh, basketball doubleheader at uh, Brandeis University in in Massachusetts so Doris Burke congratulations to her and Doc Rivers will be back as a broadcaster and not a coach at least for the 2023-2024 basketball season we'll take a break and tell you about uh, the significance of tonight it's National Night Out folks August the 1st the first Tuesday of August As always, National Night Out, tonight is the night. And we'll tell you more about it after these words. Kale & Company continues right here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com, presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Welcome back, Kale and Company live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com, presented by Northeast Delta Dental. And don't forget, if you uh, missed any portion of the program, well, you can hear it again right after 7 o'clock tonight here on these uh, very same airwaves. And, of course, nhtalkradio.com, streaming around the world and around the clock with all of our Great programming, 24 hours a day here on WKXLNHTalkRadio.com. As we mentioned, tonight is the night, always the first Tuesday of August, is National Night Out. And in Concord, it'll be at Rollins Park from 5 to 8 this evening. The event is for all ages, and it's held across the country to heighten crime and drug prevention awareness, strengthen neighborhood and community police relationships, and to send a message to criminals that neighborhoods are organized and fighting back on crime. And you can bring the whole family down. It's certainly a family event and uh, always a great turnout at Rollins Park. And tonight is going to be a perfect night for National Night Out. Bring the whole family down. Be part of this uh, great community event. There is no cost to enter. And food is only $1. You can buy a hot dog for a buck or a soft drink or cotton candy or uh, I don't know if they have pizza. Uh, They have in the past. But uh, all kinds of great refreshments and uh, for low, low prices. Uh, and uh, just uh, buy some uh, food tickets, uh, turn them in, and uh, you'll have your meal all set for tonight, folks. You don't have to do any cooking this evening. Just go to National Night Out, and uh, parking is also uh, free of charge at the uh, Runlet Middle School with complimentary shuttle service to the park. 
And this year's uh, festivities will include music, uh, police and fire equipment, canine demonstrations, and those are always fun to see, uh, the canine demonstrations, the touch a truck, uh, and so much more. You'll have an opportunity to uh, say hello to those in law enforcement, whether they be from uh, local police, state police, you talk to a fireman, and you know, they are celebrities. I mean, kids think that they are celebrities, and they are. They, they are, are great public servants, uh, members of uh, the police forces around the state, state police, fire departments, whether they be uh, volunteer fire departments or, or fire departments that serve uh, larger cities like Concord, Manchester, Nashua, Salem, you name it, uh, in the state of uh, New Hampshire. But uh Get on out, and uh, I guarantee that uh, if your youngster wants to meet uh, an officer of the law or a fireman, uh, tonight is the night to do it at Rollins Park uh, in Concord. But guess what? It's not just Rollins Park. They celebrate first night, national night out, I should say, national night out, uh, in 36 other cities and towns in the state of New Hampshire. Concord is, is not alone. They do it in Bedford, Belmont, Brentwood, Bristol, Campton, Chichester, Claremont, Deerfield, Derry, Dover, Epping, Exeter, Franklin, Guilford, Hooksett, Hudson, Lebanon, Lincoln, Manchester, Merrimack, Milford, Nashua, Nottingham, Pelham, Portsmouth, Raymond, Rochester, Salem, and Summersworth. And uh, if you'd like more information, all you have to do is go to N-A-T-W, N-A-T-W dot org and get more information on National Night Out, which is tonight from 5 to 8 locally at Rollins Park in the capital city. So many things going on. Uh, Franklin, as I mentioned, will... Uh, be part of the National Night Out, uh, presented by Franklin Police and Fire. And get a chance to check out the uh, Franklin community if you're in uh, that area or want to travel to uh, Franklin. And coming up this weekend, Hot Air Balloon Rally will run August 4th, 5th, and 6th in Pittsfield. Volunteers still needed. Just visit uh, Suncook Valley rotary.org, suncookvalleyrotary.org to sign up to help out. The boat ramp at Drake Field in Pittsfield will be closed from August 4th through the 6th during the hot air balloon rally. The ramp is closed for public safety reasons and in cooperation with New Hampshire Fish and Game. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. There's going to be a cornhole tournament which will be held August 5th at 1 p.m. at the Drakefield Tennis Courts. The uh, two tournaments, there's going to be two tournaments, the uh, Backyard Bean Toss, a Bean Bag Toss, and uh, League Champs Compete. And there will be some cash prizes involved, too, I'm told. Uh, registration at noon on August the 5th. And also on August the 5th is the Anything That Floats River Raft Regatta Race. It'll be held August 5th during the Balloon Rally Weekend at 12.30 p.m. 
at the Barnstead Road Boat Launch in uh, Pittsfield. And uh, you can uh, check out uh, more information on that as well. And uh, they will be happy to uh, give you more information. You can uh, contact uh, Pam at uh, 603-435-0772 or Melissa at 603-496-3928. So lots of things uh, going on in Pittsfield this weekend, and hopefully the weather will cooperate because it's a beautiful sight when those uh, hot air balloons are up there. And uh, a number of years, because of uh, gusty wind conditions, and unfavorable weather for hot air balloons. Uh, the balloon, the balloons have just been tethered, and you can see the balloons. But it's a just a magical sight when you see them uh, flying uh, in the air and just just floating up there, and uh, people are in them having a great time. And so check it out. That is the uh, Pittsfield Hot Air Balloon Rally, the fourth, fifth, and sixth. Of August. Today is uh, August the 1st, so it's, it's coming up uh, very shortly. And, of course, the uh, 2023 Bow Rotary Summer Concert Series continues through the summer until August the 17th. Concerts have been moved this year from uh, their traditional Sunday to Thursday evenings at uh, 6.30 p.m. And this Thursday, uh, the, the great uh, children's entertainer, Mr. Aaron will be there, and he puts on quite a show. If you've never seen Mr. Aaron, a multi-instrument performer and composer who makes music and videos for kids and grown-ups ranging from ages 0 through 100, and uh, that's going to be quite a show. This uh, Thursday at uh, at the Town Gazebo in Bow, right near the fire station in, in Bow, so that'll be... At uh, 6.30, they've moved the concerts from uh, Sundays, which was the traditional date, to Thursdays uh, this year. And yesterday, we were talking about the OLLI program, the Osher Lifelong Learning Institute at the University of New Hampshire, OLLI at, uh, at UNH, where registration begins uh, tomorrow. And you can reach them at unh.edu slash O-L-L-I for OLLI. Or call them at 603-255-3553. You know, one thing we didn't mention yesterday uh, during our conversation with the uh, program manager uh, of Ollie, uh, Tony Ann Levitt, who was uh, in studio with us for the, uh, for the hour yesterday, we failed to mention that our good friend Paul Brogan is one of the uh, Ollie presenters and uh, Paul has been uh, an Ollie presenter since 2012, and he is going to be presenting a couple of uh, very interesting courses this year at Ollie. First one is uh, Pass the Kleenex, Hollywood's Classic Tearjerkers. So uh, Paul will be uh, talking about some of the movies over the years that have made even grown men cry. And then uh, Paul will also be featuring The Great Kate, A Helping of Hepburn. So uh, check it out as uh, 
Paul Brogan has been doing it for a long, long time. A presenter at Ollie. And uh, again, for more information, all you have to do is uh, go on to unh.edu slash O-L-L-I. Uh, we have got to uh, mosey on out of here on uh, National Homemade Pie Day. And it's also Spider-Man Day. I don't know why necessarily today is Spider-Man Day, but it's uh, also World Wide Web Day and Respect for Parents Day as well. That'll do it for this edition of Kale & Company Live right here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. As always, presented by Northeast Delta Dental. And uh, tomorrow on the show, Wednesday's show, will feature the director of the Sound of Music coming up very shortly in beautiful downtown Laconia. So stand by for that, folks. Thanks for listening today. And we will look forward to uh, having you with us tomorrow, starting just after 8 o'clock here on WKXL and nhtalkradio.com. Make it a great Tuesday, everyone. Mm -hmm.